Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. We're honored to spend some time with you and well done on investing in your relationship. It matters. Our goal is to encourage and equip you in your incredible adventure of marriage, whether you're in a low place or a high place. This is for us, those courageous enough to believe we can actually change the world, one marriage at a time, starting with our own. Please connect with us on our website, hoperelentless.com. And remember, there's always, always hope. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast. Chad and Sarah Gale here, and we are honored that you are tuning in to listen. I want to remind you that you are making a difference in the world right now because you are investing in your relationship. We know that our marriage impacts our day-to-day personally, and we also know that our marriages impact our families. Families impact communities, and communities impact the world. So well done on changing the world. Yeah. And so thank you for listening to the podcast. Our dream, our desire is to continue to add value into your life and into your relationships. And today's podcast, we're going to be looking at some of the most common questions that we get asked. This could be either from people who listen to the podcast or just common themes that come up when we are working with couples and marriages in counseling. So every day, Sarah Gale and I and and our team, we work with couples. And one of the benefits is we start to recognize and see patterns and themes. And these are some of the questions that are consistently coming up that Sarah Gale and I want to just shed some of our thoughts, some of our opinions, and some of our perspective on. So babe, can you share what is the first question that we're going to talk about today? Yes, I'm happy to share. I feel like I should have a sharing voice. Like, I think I'm going to go deep when I say the question, and then I'll go back to my voice when I answer the question. The first question is Does true love take work? All right. Well, I'm glad you, you asked that question. Does true love take work? Yes, it does. I think the myth of this is that if we are in love with someone, it should just work. We should just feel how we feel. It should just be natural. And we should have the butterflies, goosebumps throughout the entire time. Because if we don't, then perhaps it wasn't true love. And when it comes to the work that true love takes, I think that it also matters as far as the connotation of the word work. A lot of times when we say work, people think of, or at least <laughs> at least I think of, you know, working out in the, in the hot sun of Arizona, doing construction. I have my, my little hammer thing trying to, to dig (laughs) and that is some work. And so I think of that a lot of times, but the work of marriage is very worthwhile and it's actually very rewarding. Yeah. It's funny. Your definition of work is something you've never done before. So that's amazing. (laughs) You've never had a shovel or a, or a pick out in the Arizona desert. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is something that I think the word myth, you know, somewhere in our social expectations, we feel like true love should be natural and should be easy. And I think there are some dynamics to myths that are true, right? There's dynamics that when we first meet somebody, there can be an attraction, there can be a desire, there can be a connection that is unique and different than how people interact with other people. 
And those early stages don't feel like work. It feels natural, right? But when we're talking about the the health and the strength of a relationship for the long term, well, then there becomes a level of intentionality and a level of purpose that is required for that love to continue. And so you know, I think this concept of this true love take work, I would kind of be like, in what area of life do we have extended growth, extended health, extended strength, where there isn't some area of intentionality or work involved? And there isn't. Mm -hmm. Find a different industry and think about how somebody would define success or successful. And there's likely individuals who are putting in effort that are building yeah. patterns and habits. There's a reason that they had extended success, extended, you know, in this capacity, love. And so I think that idea of does true love take work? The reality is if you want it to last for a long time, yeah, you know, you're yeah. two lives coming together. And once you get past some of the initial butterflies, there's going to be some intentionality. There's going to be some learning. There's going to be some growing and some stretching that takes place in order for that relationship to thrive in the long term. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say on this is I think one of the greatest disservices when it comes to marriage is the lack of preparation that we put into it. You know, to get your driver's license, for example, you, you go to driving school, you have to take a test. And there's things you, you do to prepare to drive uh, such a powerful machine as, as a car. And so in marriage, oh my goodness, all the more in the sense of what the impact is for marriage and what the possibilities are for marriage, all the more reason to really invest in it and prepare yourself. So that's speaking to premarital. But I think the disservice is that we aren't told, at least I wasn't, I don't know if those listening were, I wasn't told and sat down and, 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 and led to understand that, yes, it is going to take intentionality. It's going to take work. And it's not just going to take work for the first couple of years. It's the rest of your life. As you say yes, as you say I do, you are committing to investing in your marriage, working in your marriage until time, until the end of time. And so I think if we were told that early on, our expectations can be shifted a bit. And then when we are in the midst of it and it's hard and we're thinking, oh, it's just not feeling awesome. We're not thinking, oh, it just should. We're thinking, oh, I, that, I expect that because I haven't been investing what I need to invest in my relationship. So that's yeah, the last, I mean, do you I, have anything else? I, yeah. Just the last thing I'll say is healthy relationships are not the result of accidents. It's good. Right? That's there, good. There's, there's a level of purpose and intentionality. So if that's translated into work, then true love requires work. Yeah. So all these questions I'm realizing, they kind of flow into each other. So that's cool how this is working out. Because the next question, let me get my question voice, is can you fall in and out of love? That's a good question. Because I think that we use that word, oh, I, I, I fell hard, I fell in love. Or a lot of times when marriages are dissolving, it's irreconcilable differences, but really we fell out of love. And I think from the, from, the, from the start of this phrase, 
to fall into something. To me, it tells me you can fall out of something. If you can fall into something, it, it kind of has this precarious feel to it where it's like just emotion. It's just naive. I fell into it. Just like, oh, I fell into a puddle. And then it implies that you can fall out of it just as easy. And so when it comes to falling in and out of love, I believe that love is a choice, is it an, ultimately a decision that you make. And once you make the decision that you're going to love this pers person, you manage the decision that you've made. You don't keep making the decision again. It's something that's to be managed and kind of like what we just were talking about. How we manage that is we are working on it. We are investing in it. Yeah. I mean, I think that question, can you fall in and out of love? Um, it's almost met with another question. Is that what you want? And if the answer is yes, then I would say, yeah, you can fall in and out of love. But I think big picture, I don't know that that's what we want. And I think it mm -hmm. goes a little bit back to does true love take work? And the mm -hmm. answer is yes. If somebody is reactive to the relationships in their life, they're just almost like an observer, um, a passive you know, uh, person then you could fall in and then fall out of love. And likely that will be your experience kind of swept up in the romance or the excitement or the anticipation that is common early in relationships and then disappointed as that starts to fade and wane. But I think what we see is in relationships that survive not weeks and months and years, but decades, it, it's not a passive dynamic, right? There's once again, there's a level of intentionality and a level of action. I love that you said, I think in its best form that love is a choice followed by actions. And mm -hmm. so in that capacity, this idea of just being swept away by, by gravity, by love gravity is less what we see in relationships that are thriving 10, 20, 30, 50, 60 years down the road. It wasn't that mm -hmm. they just never fell out of love. It's that they made choices to intentionally sow into their marriage, sow into their relationship and realize that it was actions and choices that allowed the relationship to hopefully not just survive time, but to continue mm -hmm. to grow and flourish year after year, decade after decade. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's an interesting thought, that different perspective in a sense that you kind of shared where it's like, yeah, that's what you want. Sure. And I think that it's, it's one of those things when you've been married for a long time, you don't always feel loving, you know, you don't always feel like, oh, I'm in love. You don't always feel those butterflies. And so I think what happens when we ask this question and we think that it is something that actually is, is valid, then in those seasons, those dry seasons, if you will, it almost gives us a reason to disengage because then we start to think, oh, well, maybe we're just not in love anymore. Maybe we've just grown apart. And that's kind of a very defeating attitude. Whereas if we decide from the get-go, like this is what we're doing, this is my decision, this is what I'm going to sow into, this is what I'm going to invest in, then in those dry seasons, we're able to, to recognize, okay, well, I can have the relationship that I want to have. We can have the relationship we want to have. It just takes that intentionality. 
because our mind is so powerful. So if we're thinking, oh, maybe we just grew apart, maybe we're not in love anymore, then guess what? We're going to we're going to confirm that over and over yep. again in the things we're looking for, in the, the words we're saying. But if we think, oh, you know, it's not a, that's not even a real thing. This is a decision, a commitment that I've made. Then when we have those hard times, we're going to start to dig deep. We're going to start to look at different options uh, because falling out of love is not one of them. Yeah. I mean, I think perspective and ownership is so powerful. And so if we mm -hmm. see it as this whimsical thing that we can't control, then when our relationship starts to drift, we just yeah. accept it. Whereas yeah. when we take ownership and see love and relationships as a choice, as actions, as something that we can have a positive impact on, well, then when we start to drift, we take different actions to resolve the issues. Maybe it's personal growth, maybe it's communication, maybe whatever it is, we'll take action as opposed to like, oh, just, I don't know what happened. I'm just, it, mm -hmm. we fell out of love. And oftentimes that might be a, a sign of, yeah, we're, 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 we feel defeated or I feel defeated. And so I'm not willing to put in the work to try and resolve. And, and I get while people will have, have gotten to that place, mm -hmm. you know, the reality is, and this might be kind of a, 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 a very simplistic statement, but there are times in our relationship where I think I could say, I love you, but I don't like you right now. What? What are you talking right? about? And I imagine <laughs> yeah. that you have moments too, where you're making a yeah. choice of, no, I love Chad. I'm going to, I'm choosing to build my life and my future with him. But yeah. right now I didn't like the way he talked to me. I didn't like the way he treated me. I didn't, you know, like that's, mm -hmm. that's realistic. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's people, that's humanity. Um, and so I think part of it is what do people want? I feel like when we take ownership when we identify what we want and we take ownership of it, then we find solutions to move in that direction. When we don't yeah. take ownership, then we find excuses to let ourselves off the hook. And I think that okay. is kind of what this falling in and falling out of love is. We're looking for a reason to kind of bail that realistically isn't our fault. Somebody else's yeah. or some whimsical thing. All right. Well, we'll move on to the last question. The last question is, is counseling for messed up couples? Yes. Well, I, I love how that's worded, that phrase, that, that it's phrased like that. Like it's counseling for messed up couples, because I think that's honestly what we think sometimes, uh, even when we are ourselves going to counseling, it's like we're messed up, we're a mess. And that, you know, that hashtag bless this mess. It's like, I don't want to bless this mess. I want to get healthy. Yeah. And so, and, and obviously healthy is not perfection. It's a, it's a different thing altogether, but counseling, yes, it's for couples who need assistance, who need help. But I think what it's, what this implies a little bit to me, at least, is that if you are a couple who is in a season that is good and you're flourishing as a couple, it kind of implies that you wouldn't be one to go to counseling. And I don't think that that's true. I think that a lot of times when we're flourishing, that's the best time to go to counseling because it's continuing to build on what is already there. It's continuing to add the things that you want to make your relationship go to the next level. There's always growth that can occur. And it's, it's always significant to have 
a, another voice that's speaking into your relationship, that's encouraging it, and that's helping you guys to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think counseling can be a lot like the medical field, right? Do I go to a doctor when I'm sick or injured? Yes. But do I also go to a doctor, at least best practices when I'm healthy? Yes. Do I maybe go as often when I'm healthy? Maybe not as often. Annual physicals, different checkups. As you get mm -hmm. older, you might go ahead of time because it's preventative. I think about mm -hmm. when we work with couples, you know, you share this stat, and I think it's I think it's initially from Gottman, but that couples often wait seven years before they yeah. seek counsel or get help. And yeah. so, yeah, is counseling for messed up couples? Absolutely. But do messed up couples still have reason to have hope? Absolutely. If you mm -hmm. get counsel and you start to learn and apply things differently than what you did in the past, then it is totally reasonable to anticipate different results moving forward. And so Hope Relentless mm -hmm. every day. We have tons of reviews. Other counselors have tons of reviews where relationships were causing pain. They were disconnected. There was lack of communication. They get counsel. And guess what? They start to see growth and improvement in these areas. But what I would also say is counseling is also for couples who in this season aren't messed up. And one of the mm -hmm. best ways to avoid some of the more painful seasons of relationships or life is to make it a habit to consistently learn and grow and get counsel, get wisdom, get practical advice in every area of our life, especially relationships. You know, when our relationship is messed up, when we're struggling, when we're disconnected, when we're uh, fighting, whatever that may be, it impacts every other area of my life. It impacts uh, how I interact with the kids. It impacts how I show up at church or at work or in different yeah, so areas. True. And so, yeah, it makes sense to to get counsel. This is one of the reasons for us that we have um, essentially our own marriage mentors. And we mm -hmm. meet with them both yeah. when things are going well, but also when things, when we hit a wall, it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. of course we want to get help. We've hit a wall that we've tried to solve on our own. And we haven't been able to. So we're getting, we're getting counsel. We're getting advice. And I think my heart and my desire is I would love for couples to start getting guidance and counsel earlier, premarital, yeah. Yeah. early in marriage, just to make for it sure. a habit and a pattern. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you think about in business and sports, people have coaches, people have mentors. Yep. Nobody's like, ah, coaches are only for messed up athletes. It's like, <laughs> No, that's funny. I like coaches, that's well put. Yeah, coaches are for teams and for athletes who want to become the best versions of themselves. And so, yeah. yeah, when you're hurt, do you need some guidance? Absolutely. But when you're healthy and you want to experience another level, that's also a time to get counsel. And I think that's an area that we're starting to see some growth and progress, but there's a ton of opportunity um, that is there for us as individuals to see counsel and counseling different. Yeah. So just on that, as far as for healthy couples seeking counseling. So I have one couple right now that I'm working with and they are phenomenal. They are high capacity individuals running businesses, like phenomenal. And I'm just like, can, can you counsel me? Can, can I learn from you guys? And it's kind of like, 
on, on the surface, there's there's nothing really to talk about. There's not anything really deep that they're going through that's uh, d- detrimental or anything. But they are growing and they are sharpening. They're sharpening the the skills, their communication skills. They are being reminded of the things that they love about each other and reminded of their priorities and how they want to continue to grow together. And so for them, it looks a bit different than a couple that's in crises. And it's absolutely amazing because they're growing just as much as a couple that would be in crises, just in different ways. And so you never know what you don't know, right? Like we don't know what we don't know. And so when you expose yourself to counselors to mentors people who can speak into that those areas then there's amazing opportunity for growth and then the last thing i want to say on this because how the question was phrased i thought was interesting and i get i keep getting triggered when i'm hearing this phrase as far as messed up messed <laughs> up you know and i was working with a, another couple where they were dealing with infidelity and the one of the they just kind of acknowledged or they accepted that the one of the spouses was damaged because of what she was going through. So now she's damaged and they didn't mean it in a negative way, but I caught it and I'm just like, you're not damaged. No, like on the contrary. And also these couples that that are reaching out in this question, the messed up couples, they're not messed up. They're just in a season where they could use some help, some support. The, the wife is not damaged. She's in a season where she's healing. How we say the words that we say are significant. And we don't want to put ourselves in a box that we don't want to be in. We want to make sure that we are speaking life. And, and that's, a, that's a statement of faith. Even if we don't feel it, we're speaking it. And it's not being inauthentic. It's, it's a statement of faith that this is where we're headed. So I just wanted to point that out because I was triggered every time we kept saying messed up. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I know we're going to wrap this up. I think it highlights the power of perspective. And once again, it highlights the growth that can take place by seeking counseling. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. when we first start working with couples, not a lot has changed in their actual circumstances, Mm -hmm. but a lot has changed in terms of their hope and their perspective. They now believe that we're learning and that we're growing and the problems that we've been um, struggling with, we're now getting the tools to manage differently. And that's one of the powerful things about getting counseling in our lives and our relationships so that we can have that hope and that fresh perspective of growth and progress. Okay. Well, let's end in some appreciation, some public appreciation. And Chad, one thing that I appreciate about you is the way you think. And I know that's surprising because that's created a lot of contention. (laughs) for us in the past because we are so different. But goodness, I feel like we make such a great team because I will think about something in one way and then you have a completely different way of thinking about it, but it's necessary and it makes what I'm saying that much fuller and complete because it's it's a different side of it. So I really appreciate about uh, appreciate that about you. I think one of the things I appreciate about you is the way that you feel. I am, as you just <laughs> suggested, a thinker. So even when I'm asked how I feel, I default to how I think. And the reality is our emotions and our feelings are valuable and important. And so you're such a healthy reminder to be aware of that, not just for me, but also for our sons, for our household to recognize our emotions and our feelings and to validate them 
and really to get a better understanding of what they are. So I appreciate that you help all of us become a more holistic individuals that are more attuned with how we feel. Oh, I feel very tender about that appreciation. So thank you. Well, we're going to be ending and there's no way to do it grace gracefully. So <laughs> I want to end you with this, that no matter what you are going through, no matter what season of life you are in, that there's always, always hope. 